Hey folks, this is Esa from Amorphis and Silver Lake by Esa Holopainen and you are interview under fire! How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to a new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny. This time, I'm joined by an immensely talented Finnish musician today in Essa Holopainen. Quite the honor, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining the IOF podcast series today. You know, this is an exciting time of the year for you personally, Essa, with the release of your latest studio album with a new project, Silver Lake by Essa Holopainen, which drops May 28th on Nuclear Blast. Now, uh, first things first, Essa, I want to you know, commend you on all of the well-deserved recognition that you're getting so far with this, especially with that amazing single storm that recently came out uh, with Norben's uh, Hakan Hemlin, uh, just mm-hmm. so much to discover about this majestic record. But before we get to all that and beyond, I'm going to ask a very important question to start things off. It's a simple one. I know we talked about it before the interview, like all my other artists, how are you, man? How is life in Helsinki? I think it's an important one to ask considering what's been happening in our lives in the last year. Absolutely. Um, life is rather good here. Mm. The vaccine starts to do it, I think. So we are we are getting down with the with the corona numbers. Um, it's okay. Spring is coming. We've got rid of the the ugly weather, which is the winter time here. So um, it's pretty good. We're working with a new Amorphis album at the moment. So so pretty busy with that. So. Well, thanks for asking. No, that's uh, uh now you got me excited. I know I said I wasn't I wasn't gonna get the fan aspect out of me, but now you got me excited for a new Morphis. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really important to stay busy, especially during this time. It's easier said than done. Um, obviously, you know, here in Dallas, it's uh, uh we're kind of in the same stages that you guys are. We're getting the vaccines out. I mean, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but obviously, you don't want to rush anything. But you know. I, I do want to wind the clock back here as a, to maybe spring of 2020, because for the fans and listeners who don't know, we are all familiar with your flawless work with the legendary Amorphous over the years. If you could just briefly talk about that moment in your life that led to the forming of Servo Lake when, you know, producer Nino Loren asked you that million dollar question about a <laughs> solo album. Does it feel like everything just went by in a blink since then? Yeah. I think I needed that. I needed that one little kick to start the project and start to work with my like really personal own material. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to work with Nino. He's my good friend and, and he's a great producer and, and uh, he's been recording a couple of Morphis albums and I always enjoyed recording with him. So, so it's been more or less like these bar discussions with him in the past that you know would be nice to work together or do something together and i think i've mentioned also that that if i ever do a solo album i would really like you to to record it and and he remembered that and he <laughs> looked like immediately when all the tour plans and shows got got cancelled last year he he picked up his phone and called me and, and asked if i'm if i would be interested to work with the, with my own album and, and that's pretty much how it started I had a couple of songs on my computer that I played to him, which was very out from the formal what I what I um, how I usually work with, and I wasn't really sure at that moment where where I'm going to ahead with the, with this album. He liked the songs. He said, "You need a singer for them. We are not going to do instrumental album if the songs are like this." 
And mm. yeah, I started to figure out whom I could, you know, think of, of doing these songs. Um, you know, the first three songs, they were Sentiment, uh, Ray, uh, Ray of Light, Promising Sun. And all the songs included some sort of elements that reminded me from Einar, Jonas and Björn. And uh, I was more than happy when I sent the songs for them and they liked them and, and were willing to work with them. So um, from that moment, that also gave me self-confidence to start to write, write more stuff and think about more, more uh, guest vocalists who I know and who I, I really respect and who I, I would like to have with me. Yeah, and uh, I do want to talk about those guest vocals a little, little bit further down. And But, you know, uh, you're talking about Silver Lake, how it kind of just, it's been, what, one year since technically it formed. But mm. you, Essa, you've been at this for uh, over three decades, maybe even longer than that, whether it's with Amorphous or Chaos Breed or Violent Solution. Mm. So I wanted to ask, you know, how was the live music experience for you personally? Because you've done some extensive touring throughout your career. You know, I'm obviously talking about the trees. Uh, last time you were in Dallas, but you've also played, you know, in Hellfest and Tusco Open Air, Summer Breeze, Vakken. That list can go on and on. And now we've call, all just kind of been forced to take an unexpected step back. Does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life? Yes, absolutely. And I told someone that I, I, I'm not going to complain anymore about traveling or staying at <laughs> airports or <laughs> wherever when we get rid of this and go back to normal life. If we ever go, but but uh, but well, yeah, I, I'm well. not going to comp. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I'm not going to complain anymore. And you know, you, you really start to miss something on when you lose it and when you can't practice your profession. It's it's actually it's pretty horrible. And uh, and we we've got used to to tour and play shows a lot, like 200 shows almost a year. Uh, Last year we canceled hundred shows. Even we we were just going to do some little things, some anniversary shows there and there. But that also had like the snowball effect, and and our calendar was was full with shows. And and yeah, we had to cancel around hundred shows, and it sucks, of course, you know. And 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 it it hits pretty hard when you when you just realize that you're going to sit home and and basically doing nothing. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah, those and those... yeah, and I started to think, you know, when when I someday going to retire, is it going to be this boring? That... <laughs> <There's> <laughs> to if, do, if, any, if anything, it's 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 preparing you for that time. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's that's always one way to look at it, you know. And the very, <laughs> I wanted to also get your take on this because there's no wrong answer to this question I'm about to ask right now because um, a very common subject on Interview Under Fire, and you've seen this, a lot of bands have been doing it is live streaming and you kind of set this up for me perfectly you know bands what they're doing on stage and taking taking it to the, to the screen you know um for example one of the first uh podcast sessions we had was with nilo from insomnium and he came on the show uh, i think about less than a year ago and he talked about his experience on I, i'm sure you've seen this the insomnium showed uh they sold virtual tickets to the fans and they pre-recorded a set and then they streamed it you know uh, but a lot of bands have been doing it. you know august burns red did it lamb of god did it that list goes on mm -hmm. but the amount of touring that you've done throughout your career like you just talked about uh the the venues you played at the fans you've met the musicians you've collaborated with do you think that the rise of the quarantine induced live streaming that we're seeing right now from all these artists 
Is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward through your perspective? Like, or has it already been affected? Do you still see bands doing something like this even after all this is over? I don't know. Uh, I guess it depends how you do it. But if you, if you just if you just try to replace a stream with live show, that that's never going to happen. I think you should have some hmm. some sort of a red line. What what you what are you going to offer and 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 what's the stream is going to be like? I think people are more interested about um, artists' personal lives or, or whatever rather than they are just at rehearsing place playing show. Um, we did couple show couple stream shows last year, <clears throat> last June, and it was all right. It was a very good production, but still it. It felt like you know filming a music video because there is no audience. So uh, I don't yeah. think that that any stream can really replace the real uh, live experience because it's it's so much um, chemistry between the audience and, and between the band and and the energy level. What's what's at the venue, packed venue when there's a lot of people. It's, it's no way that any any live stream can replace that. But I think it's it's uh, uh, considering the pandemic when it when it's impossible to arrange real live shows. I think it's uh, it's okay for the fans and bands as well that fans can get probably a little income from there, and the the fans and the audience can see at least some sort of live music. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. especially if you, you know, if you record something and then you stream it later, it's not even live stream anymore. Yeah. So. Uh, no, no, no. You, you pointed out perfectly. And, you know, there's so many different perspectives to take in when it comes to doing something like this. Obviously, there's that uncertainty going forward. I've had bands who said, you know, uh, mental health is something that comes into play that, you know, some people can't handle. I've had, I have friends who won't even go to shows because of they there's that feeling of that anxiety being in a large crowd and you know it's there's that convenience of watching a live stream and i can mosh in my own room if i want to for as long as i want right there's also that how long can you do it for you do the live streaming how much more creative can you get but you put the answer perfectly there's there's no right or wrong answer to what you just said but um but yeah you put it perfectly now i know we shifted gears here talking about your um touring experience let's get back to silver lake because uh, you know, comes out May 28th on your girl blast. Now you talked about wanting to do your own record for years for, for, for a while. You talked about that briefly. And if I may, again, this is the fan aspect. It was well worth the anticipation. It was just a perfect blend of the heaviness and the progressive elements. Dare I say mixed with a hint of pop in there. Um, it reminded me of uh, a band like dire straits. I know my mom's a huge fan of dire straits when I first got exposed to it, but from songs like sentiment to storm, uh, to In Her Solitude, to Fading Moon, to Apprentice, I was ready for the next record right when it was finished. So <laughs> so uh, even if that's like down the road and your ability to, you know, create these ethereal atmospheres and mind blowing riffs with Amorphous was obviously there. But with Silver Lake, I felt like it really allowed you to tap into your musicality even further. Do you feel the same way? Um. Well, I see that I... I had more opportunities to bring out the elements that I, I wouldn't do with Amorphous mm -hmm. necessarily. Uh, there was a lot of like song structures, the ideas that I wouldn't dare to play the guys or, or a produ Amorphous producer. 
because uh, it, it would be a no-no immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's... Uh, but that's why I wanted to do this project. And, and there is... Uh, it, it tells so much about me and my, my personal musical influences. It's uh, The whole album is pretty much uh, a good map to into my musical world and, and what inspires me and what kind of music inspires me. Um, and on the other hand, I think it, it would be really weird to do a project and write songs in the way of amorphous like that. I think that, that, that would have been a weird idea. So I definitely wanted to do um, something different and, and something that I feel good about and, um, and something, yeah, that is absolutely different yeah. from, from my normal comfortable song. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, as far as the production, you talked about Nino for a second, and he's a renowned music producer and mixer who worked on this over at Sonic Pump in Helsinki. At the same time, it was it was mastered by Savante Forsback. Hopefully I'm saying mm -hmm. that name right. And he's known for his work with Rammstein and Volbeat and Erasmus. Talk about them for a second. I know you briefly talk about Nino, but them together. I'm sure there was a sense of comfortability in the studio for you as a knowing that they were working on Silver Lake with you. Oh, absolutely. Um... And you know, I, I'm sort of a person that always needs somebody, somebody to to from whom I can ask questions and, and opinions. And for me, uh, producer Nino was was a very very important person during this process. And and uh, and there was a lot of things that I learned during the session. Like uh, I had to write uh, lyrics and do vocal arrangements vocal guidelines things that i normally don't do and so it was it was a huge learning uh, learning lesson for me as well and i'm super happy that that uh, nino shared his his time as well making this album um svante is a great guy he's a mastering engineer and as you mentioned he's he's got a pretty nice clients from from uh, Rammstein to to Volbeat and and you name it and he's he's a super guy he's got a mastering studio here in near Helsinki and and Nino usually uses him on every projects he he does and he's he's an amazing guy yeah definitely he did the magical final touch <laughs> yeah and that magical final touch was definitely heard throughout Silver Lake and I'm going to throw a few more names at you I, I know we talked about a couple you knew this was coming Tommy Yotzen, Hakan Hemlin, Annika Van Heersbergen. And I had, I had the chance to interview Annika a couple months ago on her solo record. Uh, Bjorn Strade, uh, Einar Solberg, Jonas Rensky, you know, you collaborated, you collaborated with every single one of these talented vocalists. So what was that experience like bringing in outside professional artists in their respective music fields into your world of Silver Lake? Did it make the entire process that much easier to get through? Well, yes, but it's, um, you know, uh, I know a lot of people and I met a lot of people during these last 30 years <laughs> <laughs> that we, I've been active. And uh, sometimes you, you meet people and vocalists that, that make you, or musicians that make makes just uh, um, impact to you, you know, in, in some, some sort of way. And all these vocalists are, are people that I, I highly respect, admire, and, 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 and truly like. And I, that was sort of my mission that I, I write music for these great vocalists. And I, and I try to 
pick up the all the little nuances that I like about these vocalists and 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 and, and how I would like them to be heard. And I think the yeah the result is is was very good, and I'm 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 sure that all the vocalists are happy with the songs they were working with. I definitely didn't want to just randomly send songs for them and and can you please do this or this or this or this <laughs> just randomly I, I really, what I, is this yeah. oh it's an email yeah. from Essa <laughs> yeah exactly and you know I, I I wanted them to be as happy as I am working with the, with, the, with the songs and and uh, the result was great it's uh, one thing I was a little scared was that uh, am I going to just have a mixture mixture between different type of songs with different singers but musically there is uh, there's a great great connection between everything and everybody everyone on this record yeah I really show the diversity and you know uh, within your catalog and just for Silver Lake alone I, I really think it really showed a different side of you that uh, that I never thought I needed and it was it was great now you're talking about between writing and structuring the songs and the production process like you talked about the lyricism surrounding Silver Lake touches on I think you briefly mentioned this you know, again uh, mental health issues and inspiration from nature as well you know I would wonder if there was a theme to this and if so to what level do you like to have a theme for your music Essa, and how important are themes to you uh, it, it depends um... I knew already that lyrical theme is not going to be, um, it's not going to be like a theme album because there are many lyricists on this album. Um, the topics deal with uh, different things, so I didn't even want to print out the lyrics for the album. Actually, there is there is lyrics for one song, and this is the Finnish song, Alkusointu. Uh, the album is going to have that in Finnish and the written translation. Um, oh, that's great. Other than that, yeah, other than that, I, I thought that, you know, lyrics on this album should be more universal. And I like the idea that, that the music sort of leads the whole thing. And when you listen to the album and you listen to the songs, how the, how the, what, what the vocalists are singing, how the lyrics are, you can make up your own, own mind what it is, because the lyrics, as I say, they are so universal. It's, it's not any fairy tales from dwarves or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatsoever but yeah do you see silver lake as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back uh you mean a, another album or you could compare it even to amorphous just any album you've done like when you look back on a specific album you put out in your career you could say something mm -hmm. like like for example if you put an album out in 2020 you could say oh that was a pandemic album it reminded me of that time in my life what I was going through in my life. Do you have that feeling with Silver Lake? It doesn't have to be a pandemic album, but you, know, you get what I'm saying during a certain time. Yeah, period. I know. Um, it, it sounds horrible if you say it, it's a pandemic album. It's, it, you know, I'm it, an, an like artist or something. It's easy, to, it's easy to fall into that trap <laughs> mentally. That's why I'm But like, I know. Yeah. But, 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 that, but that's the truth. It is a pandemic album in that way. Uh, it, it's an album when I had the most time on my life of, of really focusing doing something else and and i made the album without no rush uh i felt pretty relaxed and um, but if if i look back after five ten years 20 years time uh, i definitely will remember silver lake album 
as a pandemic album because yeah. I made it during the times when the all touring and everything was cancelled. You were not allowed to practice your profession. So, so yeah. Yeah. What, what did I say earlier? It's a diamond in the rough. And that's exactly what we got here. You know, <laughs> from, from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you've taken in, which you've discussed about so far, whether it's playing the music you love for over three decades, spending majority of that sharing the stage with their bandmates in Amorphous, and of course, the worldwide touring cycle you've completed and the dedicated and growing fan base you have had all this time. You know, what is the most rewarding part for someone like you, Essa, who is now at this point in their career at the same time has been involved with so many other different aforementioned talented bands, artists, individuals throughout that timeline. You've experienced so much already in your career. Do you ever stop to take a look back how, at, you know, at how far you've come? Um, sometimes, yeah. Especially when you realize that you're going to celebrate like 30 years with the band. And it, it is a long time. It's a super long time. Um, we did our first tours in 1994, 93, 94. And that, that is a long, long time ago. And the world was totally different back in the days. Um, I remember we did our first U.S. tours. We were visiting World Trade Center and <laughs> everything oh, like this. Man. And, and it, it, you know, when you look back now, it, it feels like you were living in a different world, a different life, so to speak. Um, the world today is, is very different, but I still, you know, I enjoy every moment and, and it's great fun to go and play with your bandmates and, and and they are like the another family and it's it's always a great thing to go out and play play with the guys and 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 in, enjoy enjoy life but um i think what i most i am proud of is that that you know after 30 years we still have a amorphous together and it's, it's super strong band and and we come up with uh, with strong albums and and it, it's it's really a great feeling and it, it really motivates to go even further from here and and, and none of us feel like you know we are old farts and, <laughs> and we're going to retire soon i had a feeling you were gonna I mean, go there it's like don't worry yeah. even, don't even worry about that you're still making you still have a new album coming up this year that's always an example to look at yeah look at the saxon the band i think they are eight yeah years. yeah I definitely know about them. I mean, uh, my upbringing deals with a lot of the bands that that uh, I mentioned earlier and what you just said. I wonder, do you ever like go to YouTube and just Google, uh, just not Google, just YouTube search Amorphous 1991 and just, <laughs> I don't know, do you ever watch your um, own set in back in the past? <clears throat> I always wonder about that. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes, you know, someone from the band always sends a, sends a link or something. Hey, dude, go check <laughs> this out. And there is some old VHS recording from... <laughs> oh man that's... some some shithole <laughs> YouTube, youtube if anything it's a it's a time machine especially for bands like you you can always revisit that time <laughs> it is but it, it's it's fun still you know you get lost in youtube when you start to search things yeah and uh uh Essa, we're running out of time here but I, I i wish we had more time obviously we'll do this again when you guys come back to dallas visit trees again trees is one of the venues that's actually still upright and going so that's always good news um, okay, that's good to you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, before we finish things off here, do you have any, I don't know, last words, any shout-outs, anything you'd like to plug in as far as Silver Lake or perhaps even Amorphous? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the interview, first of all. It was super nice to talk with you. And uh and at the moment we are in the middle of, of recording next Amorphous album, and that should be out early next year. And yeah, gosh, I really love excited. 
All right. Next, next, next time we got to bring you, uh, you and Tommy back together and, and uh, that'll round it out perfectly. Um, and everyone who's listening, this is Essa Holopainen, the legendary Essa Holopainen, might I add. Uh, Silver Lake comes out May 28th on Nuclear Blast Records. Uh, if you can purchase the record because the artist can't do it without your help, this is an easier said than done process, but it really please, means a please, lot. Please, please, please. Really? Hey, I still buy records that's in the corner of my room. So, yeah, and I've excellent. been doing it. I've been doing it for the last year. And don't forget, you can listen to this podcast on every major podcast stream out there. Uh, this will be on up on YouTube as well. Check us out on interviewonafire.com. Essa, stay safe out there in Finland, man. And I will see you. you next time, uh, hopefully soon here in Dallas. All right. Absolutely. Take care. Take care, my Cheers. friend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.